What's up, folks? David here. Hey, just wanted to remind you, you've only got a couple of days left if you want to get one of these Midnight Edition t-shirts of our classic logo. Uh, we'll be selling them through the 31st, so go over to PassionateDJ.com slash merch and pick yours up before they're gone. Also, don't forget to support us on Patreon if you want to get access to our monthly bonus episodes. You can get access to our show called After Party by becoming a supporter at Patreon.com slash PassionateDJ. Alright, on with the show. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael. This is the Mighty Modingo. What up, y'all? What's up, Home Slice? How you doing? I am doing well. Welcome back to the show. It's yes. been a few weeks. Uh, I think about four or five weeks. Yeah, yeah. Been doing a lot of traveling lately. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that. We, we talked to Tony about it a little bit mm-hmm. the other week, but uh, you kind of caught up with him for a while yeah. and then left again. So yeah. what, what have you been doing, and what was your role in all that? So... It, after I retired from the military, uh, yeah, then I started doing all the traveling, right? But uh, <laughs> no, the first uh, trip was down to San Antonio. I went to help be the event coordinator for a CrossFit competition down there um, called uh, Duality Partner Competition. We had about 800 athletes total uh, over the course of three days. Then after that, went to London for a week, more CrossFit type stuff. It was the International Functional Fitness World Championships where there were athletes from 18 countries and they competed for three days as well. It, that, is it true you were coaching or what? what no, was I'm it? just the, I'm the team mom. The team mom. Yeah. So I made okay. sure everybody had juice boxes and <laughs> awesome. you know, no, no runny noses and stuff like that. Cool, now, basically cool. as a team manager, I just made, I uh, arranged all their travel, lodging, transportation to and from the facilities and just making sure they were good to go like day of. Okay. So it was uh, myself, two coaches and 10 athletes. Okay. Uh, from all across the United States. So, you know, again, the the role I've fulfilled with that was essentially team mom. And then I went to a lot of the Congress meetings with all the different other uh, leads for respective countries that were there uh, doing uh, future planning. And then they announced that the 2019 World Champions will be taking place in Sweden. Okay. So got that to look forward to. Man, you're just like <laughs> hopping all over. <laughs> yeah. Got a long time to prepare. But uh, now it looks like it's going to be a good time over there as well. Uh, met a lot of good people. Listened to a lot of good music while I was in London. Yeah. Uh, listened to the radio the entire time, which, you know, as you guys know, if <laughs> For you the listen first to the show, yeah, like I don't listen years. to the radio in the U.S., <laughs> but over there, man, oh, BBC, I think, I don't remember which channel it was, but just all just crushing it nonstop. Yeah. It's absolutely awesome to listen to, you know, a radio station that had, you know, all this electronic music. I didn't get, uh, because I was working, I didn't really have opportunity to go do, see anything. Yeah, because uh, people are saying, "Oh, go to Ministry of Sound. Oh, uh, go to um, all these. Go to what's that? Not cloth. Uh, what's the one? Fabric, fabric. <laughs> not cloth. cloth. Yeah, fabric. <laughs> go to fabric. I'm like, guys, I'm here to work. I really wish I could, um, but no, nah, I had a really good time. Really enjoyed London. Um, really enjoyed taking the public transportation out there. If you guys follow me on social media, I was raving about the public transport. Yeah. It was amazing. 
you just buy one card. You can ride the train. You can ride the bus. You can ride the subway. You can ride the elevated train. And it's like $10 a day. It's a lot different transportation scenario here in the Midwest. Yeah. U.S. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like I don't even know where the nearest bus stop was, but there are train stations everywhere. So that was amazing. Like when we finally got Uber, we're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I used some Uber while I was over there, too. Uh, really, uh, Uber's really, really well embedded over there. Then after that, came back for a couple of days and uh, then went to Charlotte with Tony with the uh, Prime Social Group for the wrap-up of Breakaway Fest. Security? Was, uh, yes, security yeah. slash helping Tony do whatever he needed to do. And uh, that was Friday, Saturday. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly, uh, Lil Pump, Lil Skies, uh, Wiz Khalifa. Um, who else? And uh, Grizz. Yeah, they closed out the night on Friday. I didn't really know a lot about Machine Gun Kelly uh, until the rap double whole yeah. beef with Eminem. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tony's mentioned it before. Really nice guy. Yeah. Um, the guy, he first of all, he showed up like two hours early, which hmm. I've for as long as I've been working for Tony, I've never seen like a headliner type artist show up two hours early. <laughs> I mean, he was there so long, I forgot he was there. Yeah, usually it's like, is the headliner going <laughs> to show up? Oh my god! <laughs> which did happen a couple times. Oh man! Uh, but no, nah, really cool guy. Um, I didn't realize he actually sang and played guitar, and he had oh. a full on band. Drummer was amazing. His drummer's name is Rook. Oh, man, talk about passion. Yeah. That guy was just getting, even in uh, sound checks, I mean, you could just tell that this guy has something. Has That's something special. Cool. So yeah, I had a little chat with him. I told him, like, dude, you're you're amazing. It, it shows, you know, in your playing that you really have a lot of heart. And he's like, wow, thanks, man. That means a lot. So That's cool. Shout out to Rook. Yeah, yeah. man, you did an amazing job. Your uh, skills are uh, underappreciated on studio tracks. Yeah. Uh, but be, listening to him live is just amazing. So Tony mentioned something about you. You got to bust out your medic training. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, I think every time I've worked for Tony, I've had to bust out my medic skills at least Yikes. once. So it was uh, towards the end of the second night, and I just kind of noticed a little bit of a, you know, a, fr- a fracas going on, and was waiting for someone to show up in terms of because they had, do have actual medical folks there, and I was kind of waiting. I didn't see anything going on. And I sort of looked over my shoulder at one of the owners because he was like waiting for something to do and kind of like uh, he knows that I have a medical background. I just sort of looked at him like, what do you want me to do? And he just nodded. And that's when I jumped off the stage, then jumped over the mojo barricade, like bulldozed my way to where the individual was on the ground. Essentially, the kid, he just he was dehydrated and, you know, probably had some heat exhaustion. He was just playing all the symptoms, got him, uh, you know, got him on his side, uh, Got it. You know, luckily there was one young lady. I can't, Olivia was her name. Uh, she was very loud and very boisterous. So I recruited her to help me get people the, the hell back. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. So she was very helpful. Olivia, I don't know if you're listening or watching, but uh, thank you very much. You really helped my, make my life easier for those few moments. And yeah, got him stable. And then after that, took him back to medical. I gave the the folks that were back there a full report. They were looking at me like I was crazy. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm a medic. <laughs> and they were like, Oh, okay, cool, thanks, but. You know, I don't do I don't work in medicine anymore. But those skill sets, they just they come back. You know, yeah. in a heartbeat. So it was good that you were there. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I I hope I helped that young man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't get to see the rest of the show, but no, nah, it was kind of cool that I was able to jump out there and help in. But was there anybody that you got to see? I know you were working, but was there anybody that you got to see that was kind of the, like surprising or or good or surprising good or bad? I guess uh, nightmare. Uh, he was one of the DJs there. 
dude brings the heat man intensity yeah. like he was just going at it for the entire time dancing and just getting it jumping on the um tables and everything getting the crowd involved really good um it was a kind of a local ish group from south carolina called the hartley boys uh, r&b slash hip-hop kind of band you know like they were like six mm. guys in there uh talk about crowd engagement oh yeah those guys <laughs> had that crowd going they had a really compressed set but i tell you what man they were playing they had that entire uh group of kids out there just jumping and singing and oh, yeah. waving their hands in the air like they didn't care and uh yeah they were really good again machine gun kelly really appreciated him. Wiz khalifa you know the guy's uh a professional uh his his band pretty awesome just uh it's really cool to see him and actually he the thing that probably a lot of people don't know is i guess he does a lot of uh work with kids because he had a bunch of uh, make-a-wish kids there on the side of the stage with him okay and i thought that was really cool but also ironic that within the first like 90 seconds he lights up a fat blunt (laughs) throws it into the audience so no it was really for the kids yeah this was for the kids yo (laughs) But it was really cool to see though those kids, you know, have an opportunity to be that close, yeah. you know, when they are dealing with some serious life issues, and uh, that was really cool. But all together, had a really great time. Uh, I'm always thankful when Tony asked me to come help out. And, yeah. Uh, well, it's a big role to fill, and like I, you know, Tony is very particular, as you know, about mm-hmm. who he works with and stuff. So I mean, I I think he really recognizes your your skill set with that, and your you know, it's. It's just like when you're performing, you have yeah. to have a certain level of calm in the moment, like mm-hmm. when you had to go into medic mode, yeah. right? Like a lot of people just freak out when that <laughs> happens and you just can't have that. It's, yeah. you know, yeah. down to business. And yeah. And I'm very appreciative of the fact that Tony's, uh, considers my skills worthy enough to bring him on the road. I mean, literally brought me on the road with him. Yeah. So that was really cool. And actually working for him again this weekend. Oh, uh, at, uh, at Haunted Fest. Haunted Fest. Yeah, <laughs> actually okay. tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be in Columbus uh, doing that. And then I think festival season's pretty much wrapped up at that point. Yeah, for yeah. the most part. Um, I think PSG has some more shows, but obviously it's much smaller yeah. than what they're normally uh, knocking around. But the wind down. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the wind down is. Uh, you know, we got the holidays coming up, so less and less festival-ish type things. Yeah. I think they have some couple things lined up uh, overseas, or so. Wow. Because I do that, they know they do the one in Mexico and they do the one over uh, somewhere in Europe, the abroad fest. They so. still do Puerto Vallarta. The, yeah, that's what I was talking up? about. Yeah. yeah, down in Mexico, I think they're still rocking that as well. So cool. Well, we're here today to talk about uh, kind of like updates in DJ software and yep. uh, streaming and services and in general, because there's been a lot of movement in that space in the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I, the big one's Tractor, obviously. That's what yeah. everybody's talking about right now. What, five years since the last uh, major back or major uh, product push? Yeah, and we we started hearing earlier in the year, you know, like it started with what's going on with Tractor? What the mm-hmm. hell's what up the with hell? Tractor? What's going on? Because they then, had little to no movement for such a long time. Yeah. And then they did a lot of uh, hiring, right? Yeah, they hired, a, they hired a new uh, director of product something or other for mm-hmm. Tractor. Um, and a couple little things like that, but it, I was like, okay, but the, does that really mean anything, yeah. you know? And then all of a sudden it's like tractor news, bam, bam, bam. Mm-hmm. Here's a new control S2. Here's the control S4. Here's the tractor pro three software. And Cause I think like today is what the 20, 25th, 25th. And they think they dropped most of this news, like the first week of October. Yeah. So and it's bam, bam, bam. Yeah, once they, yeah. Boom. Kinda, we got a new controller. Boom. We got new software. Kind of native instrument style, mm-hmm. right? Like, Usually they show their cards real late. 
they do other than they usually give a hint of give you know selling a bunch of stuff off <laughs> yeah because that's <laughs> usually traditionally that's the indication that something yeah. new is coming about is that you'll look at the hardware and they'll have like uh pretty decent sales yeah and this time they just discontinued that, stuff yeah exactly what the <laughs> s5s s5 and d2 yeah which is a shame i think the d2 is like i i really thought about getting rid of this control s8 and getting a pair of d2s mm-hmm. just because it's the benefit of being modular, right? Mm-hmm. It does basically everything that this does except for the mixing section, but mm-hmm. I've got a mixer, so yeah. no problem, right? So I could save space yeah. with that. Um, and then I get this whole decks and effects section mm-hmm. to to slap on the side of whatever I'm using. With the same, I mean, you know? it's the screen size is the same. And ba- basically, if you just cut this in, yeah, in thirds, slice it off. and that's exactly what you had. Yeah, so it's it's a little surprising. So I don't know if that means the tractor's going to come out with another modular or if they're just moving away from that mm-hmm. or what. But I know, like, uh, as far as I know, Carl Cox is still using those and a couple of big-name DJs. Like, it, it seemed like it was... I don't know what the sales like it had found is, a place. but yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially amongst the, like, techno DJs and stuff. And I think for a lot of us, like, non-huge uh, platform DJs, you know, we were using the S8. Mm-hmm. You know, just from a cost perspective, because I think for two uh, D5s, you could get an S8, essentially, or yeah. pretty close. It really makes sense to get one. Yeah. Yeah, and and just to be clear, I love this thing. Mm-hmm. I, mean, that I still yeah, love using it. I love, you know, the handful of times I've rocked this thing, I love it, too. Yeah. So the new software, um, it's kind of, they say it's been written from the ground up, but it's, when you look at it, it's, you're not lost, right? Like, Correct. it comes up and you're Looks like, familiar. this is Tractor, mm-hmm. Okay. And, like, even down to the um, settings panel looks mm-hmm. pretty much the same. It's arranged in the same tree of options mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And so I was kind of looking around and stuff, and then I I decided to go live with it the other day. Yeah, the other day, yep. And so we, we did a live stream, and I went and just kind of like, hey, I just installed this, and I... Other yeah, like, than, like an unboxing almost. Yeah, other yeah. than reading the, the press release, I know nothing about it. Mm-hmm. So we did, yeah, we called it an unboxing. And I just kind of put it up on the, the screen behind us here for the YouTube audience. Yeah, and I was actually in the middle of a meeting while you were doing that. Yeah. So I, could, I, I couldn't turn the sound on. I didn't have a, <laughs> any earphones or anything. So I was like kind of messaging in there. I was like, how are those? Uh, how are the filters? The how are filters. the filters? And someone's like, he's already used the filters, dude. I was like, I can't hear. I'm in a meeting. Yeah, I did like a 10-minute <laughs> ten, ten segment just screwing around with filters and stuff. But uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of the, one of the, the new things is so... In the well, let me explain what we're going to do. We'll kind of talk about these updates, and then yep. we're going to talk about SoundCloud and Serato and a few other things. But uh, we're going to wrap up the show today with an, an edited version of that live stream. Yep. So what I'm going to do is take the uh, all the sections where I was fiddling, fiddling around with settings and, mm-hmm. and things like that, the really live stuff and the silence and all that. I'm going to cut those sections out and just give kind of the good bits. So it should translate pretty well to the radio audience yeah. i mean there'll be some things like hey look at this and you won't be able to see it but it's not i mean you'll you'll get the idea and the yeah. important stuff is hearing what i say mm-hmm. and what it sounds like or you could we, go ahead and consume that content as well by checking it out on facebook or on our youtube channel indeed you can um so it's yeah the filters pretty much sound the same to me as they did before they have the same models mm-hmm. selectable models that you can check but they had a couple more right w- well what they did is they they re- they basically replaced the filter knob with mm-hmm. these new mixer effects right like the traditional color effects yeah it's like the sound pioneer. color effects on yeah. pioneer so it's like uh where the filter knob is now on say a control s8 or something like that or if you're more familiar with pioneer stuff just think of where the sound color effects knob mm-hmm. is 
uh, below the, the EQ strip and above the channel fader. There's a knob there, and it's a filter, but in this one, you can now change it to, like, dual delay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, which sounded uh, pretty cool. Yeah, and I, I can't remember what the others are off the top of my head, but well, there's a couple of... Well, the one that I think a lot of us will appreciate is now they have that noise that's... Yeah. That which we were not... It was not available to us on the tractor platform without doing like a multiple combination mm-hmm. of different filter effects. So, so it's, I, it's nice to have that one-stop shop for that. I, I don't know if you caught that part, but I did test that. Mm-hmm. And it. Uh, what I wanted to know was, does it sound really harsh and does it come in really hard as mm-hmm. soon as you hit it? Because a Pioneer Mixer does. Like as soon as you turn on noise and you it's twist cr- it at, yeah. like to one o'clock, it's like, <laughs> like immediately. And I had the same thing happen on this one. Okay. I was like, and I said something in the live stream, like, oh, that kind of sucks. This is the one I don't like. Mm-hmm. But I think it might have been the way I had the audio set up. Okay. Um, I need to go back and test that again because that might have just been my bad. The, mm-hmm. way, the way I had this set up, I was basically using the gains as volume okay. for the stream. Mm-hmm. So I had like, the uh, gain way down while I was talking into the controller, okay. and it was turned up. So I think that might have affected the okay. sound. So I might more to come on. That. Yeah, I might yeah. correct myself on that. So if you see or hear that in the stream later, that's what that's about. But at least we have it now. But yes, we yeah. have it in a much simpler fashion than before. And and I suspect that it's more subtle than I think it is because all the other ones were pretty subtle mm-hmm. in comparison to a Pioneer mixer, mm-hmm. uh, which is what I look for. It's not what everybody looks for. Yeah, I like stuff that's quiet and gentle, and most people don't. I'm probably the exception. Mm-hmm. So um, the uh, Basically, it's just one knob effects. That's how it works. So mm-hmm. if you turn it to the right, then it does one thing. Zero is unaffected, you mm-hmm. know, 12 o'clock position. And then you turn it to the left, and then it does some other version variant of that. Of yeah, that, that yeah. variant of that effect. Um, so those are cool. Uh, what else was new? Oh, new time stretching algorithm. Yes. Uh, which, which sounds we great. Didn't have before at all. Well, with it the had, tractor I mean, it had time stretching, but it wasn't, it wasn't so good as this. Okay. Uh, when I say time stretching, I mean um, like the key lock. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you when you move the tempo to extremes, mm-hmm. so like take it down to like forty percent mm-hmm. uh, pitch or something like that, and you have key lock on. But uh, before you know, it would keep it in pitch, but it would it would give it that. It would kind of like stressed sound. Yeah, you yeah. can hear the space in between the sound as it gets slow. Mm-hmm. You know, slower. And this sounds much better than it did before. It's more um, more Ableton-y, and okay. it's you know time stretching. It's like it actually sounds like the song played slower. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, if you're not familiar with um, what the key lock does, so if you've ever familiar with chipmunking, so like if you uh, <laughs> take a song and you pitch it up, you, know, yep. you start sounding like Alvin and the Chipmunks. So when you use that key lock, it averts that from happening. Yeah, it maintains the key but increases the BPM. Yeah, absolutely, and and it does a great job. I think I, I had to bring it past 50% pitch before it actually changed the key, okay. and it finally gave up, and it was like, nah, I can't do anything with this. Uh, <laughs> oh, but 50% it still played, is pretty significant. Yeah, it still played slowly, but you know, it's it stays in key until you know 52 or 3% or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was, but then it and then it went, mm-hmm. <laughs> went out, and you'll hear that in the, the live stream later. Uh, and what else besides those two things? Those were the main things. Other than that, you know, they redesigned the UI. It's kind of got like a flat design aesthetic now, like Windows 10, you know, that kind of, I don't want to say tiles, but, you know, it's not shadowy. It's not bevelly. It's very clean and simple and uh, supposed to be easy on the eyes and all that kind of stuff. The thing I want to find out is if if they fix that issue that I always had with the remix sets. 
if you I guys w- have listened before, I've always complained about that, just difficulty saving it. Um, I was wondering about that, too. I mm-hmm. thought about you when I was in the middle of the stream, <laughs> but I wasn't sure. I couldn't exactly remember how to duplicate the issue. Yeah. And oh, so I, I know how. Yeah. <laughs> I should have had you there to do it. Yeah, my problem was uh, being able to uh, fill up my entire remix set, save it, and then I would come back, and there would be like anywhere from 10 to 20 missing, and I would have to reaccomplish it every time. So <laughs> I do uh, football games for my boys, and uh, for an entire football season, I couldn't restart Tractor because I didn't want to lose all those remix sets. So kind of a pain, but... Yeah. Uh, one thing I didn't test in the the live stream, so they mention on nativeinstruments.com, it says hop, skip, and land on beat. It's not just effects that can power up your performance. Hold in the new reverse button to play a deck backwards. I wasn't sure where a reverse button was on a Control S8. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've mapped anything to that or not. Uh, didn't exist before now. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, in the middle of the live stream, I wasn't sure what to do. So I didn't test that. Um... But it works with flux mode, so okay. you know you can go into reverse and then let go, and then it'll snap back to mm-hmm. on beat to where it was, uh, which probably a lot of like uh, scratch DJs and turntablists will appreciate if they mm-hmm. like flipping it back into reverse or something. Uh, let's see, create shifted percussion parts or hidden message vocals, and team it up with effects for sounds from another dimension. Wow! And that then uh, the other main thing is now. Tractor Scratch is defunct, yep. and DVS timecode support is built into the main Tractor Pro suite, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah, it was kind of a pain um, for those of you that would go back and forth between Tractor Pro and Tractor Scratch. You would have to have both sets of software on your uh, on your computer. No, but, you didn't have to do that. Oh, you didn't? No, you could use main Tractor Scratch, but you did have to buy a separate license for it. Well, okay. So you didn't have to have it installed. Well, you had to pay it, for it twice, essentially. Right, yeah. right. And now you don't have to do that. Now it's just all... It's all there, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is a smart move on their part because um, that kind of gives them a leg up, I think, because, like, say, Rekordbox DVS, you have to buy an upgrade yeah. to do that. But also, I think, from a programming standpoint, now it's just one bit of software yeah. you have to upgrade versus two one code completely base. different products. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So those are kind of the main things, but we're going to uh, wrap up the show, like I said, with that live or an edited version of that live stream so you can guys, you guys can get kind of an idea of what it sounds like. And uh, basically, like I said, it's just me uh, throwing myself under the bus, hitting record, and seeing what comes out. Yeah, and, and then having people tell you, hey, Dave, do this. Yeah, Dave, try this, that. try yeah. that, uh, which is pretty cool. So um, if you want to make sure that you don't miss uh, future live streams make sure you follow us on facebook there are two places to do that you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash passionate dj and then while you're there join our facebook community group where it's a little more uh, tight-knit mm-hmm. and conversational and djs helping djs kind yeah. of thing um i got like 700 members or yeah something which in there is now. crazy it's just it's grown by itself uh other DJs keep adding other DJs who keep adding other DJs and yeah. there's a lot of conversation that goes on that we don't generate um, yes you know, uh, fellow fellow DJs within the community will start asking questions and everybody will start firing back so that's kind of nice that everybody in that group is taking ownership of it and um, you know there's nothing mean or hateful in there everybody's just in there trying to help each other out so the other thing I want to talk about besides Tractor is, uh, well, we can start with Tractor uh, because it's getting SoundCloud integration yes, it is. as well, yes. uh, which is pretty interesting because we, I think you and I were just complaining the, the probably the last time we were on the mic together been, yeah, I was, <laughs> about a lack of streaming support. Yeah, I mean, and obviously with iTunes making that announcement several months ago saying that the at some point they're going to stop the downloading. Mm-hmm. 
uh, or the ability to download MP3s from iTunes. So for me, with the way I DJ, that was kind of a concerning issue. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, because you know I'm I do corporate stuff and I'm in the wedding space, and not all times do I have Wi-Fi or cellular access. Yeah. So for me, that was kind of a uh, moment, but. Some of these other software brands like uh, Algorithm with mm-hmm. DJ, they had that Spotify integration, which is super nice. Very handy. Um, and I wish Tractor would kind of <laughs> do that too. Yeah. Uh, we had talked before about uh, iTunes possibly getting somewhere in that realm, but Apple's really picky and protective of about how they do things. Everything. And, and, but the code, you know, I yeah. think is the big thing. Uh, them not wanting people outside of the family getting a hold of that stuff, but with Tractor teaming up with Spot or sorry SoundCloud, it's helpful. Uh, maybe not so much from the corporate standpoint, but I could see from like the club DJ yeah. uh, because a lot of those remixes that are out there uh, that uh, individual artists have made that sometimes you can't always download or purchase. Right. So that kind of opens up, you know, the gates on that. Provided, I guess they would have to allow that to occur as well. Those particular, those individual artists, right? So, and it's not just Tractor, by the way. This is coming to Virtual DJ mm-hmm. and Serato as well. And, yes, uh, Serato is even getting Title integration. So, if you're familiar with Title, I think that was Jay Z's thing. Yeah, his uh, Jay Z's iTunes, it's, which I think he only releases and Beyonce for that for that. Well, anybody in their stable. There's certain tracks that you can only get. Yeah, they're exclusive. Through them. Yeah. yeah. And they have like a, I think they have like a super hi-fi version of mm-hmm. their streaming software, but it's, or a service, but I think it's like 20 bucks a month or so. Yeah. It's real expensive. Um, but it's, uh, it's pretty interesting to see because, you know, it, it was just a few episodes ago that I was saying, it's really dumb that I'm still buying music. Yeah. only to DJ with you yeah. know what I mean like it's the only time I do it and it, it's starting to feel archaic and a lot of DJs disagree with me on this they, they're pushing back on it but mm-hmm. I'm just as far as my personal workflow it's like it's weird to buy music at, at this point mm-hmm. and we you and I kind of were doing a, a pseudo tag set that one day using um, DJ using the uh, reloop yeah, controllers use, yeah using the reloop <laughs> controllers and I think that kind of helped me get over my anxiety <laughs> Mm. of using uh, streaming services because I had never really done it before then. Uh, you guys have heard me talk. Again, I do DJ or wedding stuff, and there was one wedding where I intentionally decided I was going to use Spotify. Mm-hmm. And that, again, helped me with a little bit less anxiety, but I think I have a wedding coming up in December, and I'm probably going to try and completely commit at least 50% <laughs> to doing it with uh, with Spotify integration. So as much as I originally was resistant to the thought of no longer being able to download music, I think it's where DJing is going. Yeah. I believe there will still be outlets out there like your Beatport and Juno and all that stuff to be able to actually download music because it's what we do as DJs. We, we have stuff, you know, whether, whether it was records back in the day yeah, or CDs, there's a, there's a collector element to it. Yeah. There's that, even though the MP3 isn't a physical, tangible item, there's still that ownership yeah. aspect to it, and uh, I'm sure it'll still be available. Because I say it's it's weird to buy music, but then like right behind me is like this whole, <laughs> whole mess of records, whole yeah, mess of records. 
but yeah, I think uh, streaming will probably be more prevalent. I I don't I hope that there will always be an opportunity to buy because I still buy records. Mm-hmm. You know, I I actually hell I still buy CDs sometimes whenever I find a gem like when I'm at a um, thrift store or something like that. So and I think I'll still continue to buy MP3s just if for no other reason just yeah. to have them to take advantage of those Beatport sales. Well, and and that kind of brings up the question, what happens with, like, Beatport, right? Mm -hmm. Because they they exist to provide these these digital files Mm -hmm. to DJs primarily. And and I think maybe they're they're seeing what's coming. Yeah. So in order to still maintain relevancy, they've taken some steps. Yeah. So at, uh, you know, ADE just happened, like, Mm -hmm. uh, last week or whatever. And so they announced that they are starting Beatport Cloud. Mm -hmm. So... uh, I guess that's not shocking, right? Like that, the, they kind of have to do something like this. Didn't right? they buy Pulse Locker? They, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, when when Pulse Locker went defunct and they purchased uh, purchased that, that kind of made me think that, and Trip even mentioned it too, that at some point they're probably going to go into the streaming realm. So they they mention uh, the the features that come with each plan. You get unlimited re-downloads. So Redownload. So, cloud. I'm not sure exactly what they mean by that. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's not directly streaming. Um, it it cache probably it. caches in yeah. a similar way to algorithm or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, or maybe it's got like a little drive container that you can sync things to, like mm-hmm. Dropbox style or something. I, I haven't looked that far into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do get unlimited redownloads. You get a retroactive lossless library. Oh, that's kind of nice. Is crazy yeah so you uh basically when you join cloud pro beatport will automatically upgrade your stuff that you've already bought your music that you've already bought to like a pure wave file so the losses are talking dope. about the <laughs> wave and afs versus the mp3 yes yes mp3s are smaller uh and they don't charge you the serve charge they're usually a little right. bit cheaper when you buy off beatport but if you're going to play like a full-on like show like on a function one system like you did for the yeah. sasha show you know, you're going to want to get those lossless, big festival. Yeah, those uncompressed like files. Uh, is that me dinging, by the way, or is that you? I don't know. <laughs> I can't. One of our phones is going off. Um, yeah, I don't even know where my phone is. Um, you get. I'm blaming Dave. Yeah. <laughs> you also get needle drop previews. So you know how currently you get like what a minute and a half of preview. Now you can like actually skip around through the whole track anywhere and preview it before getting it. Yeah, I think. Uh, was it DJ City? When I had that, you could uh, you could do those needle drop previews, and that was kind of cool because sometimes when you get the previews, it's like before the drop or like you know you have no idea necessarily what part of the song you're in. So yeah. as a consumer now, you can just go ahead and put whatever you want and listen to it from there. Now, I'm sure we've all been in that scenario, you know, one or the other, right? Where you buy the track based on the preview and mm-hmm. it sounds nothing like it, or it's like mm-hmm. the rest of it's like super crazy and you didn't realize yeah. it, or like you hear it and then the whole, the rest of the track is like Whack. just a beat. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like all they played was like the epic like yeah, breakdown the epic rate rise, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. rest was just like we've all fell victim to that. <laughs> nothing else. Um, they also announced so they're going to launch Beatport Link mm-hmm. and this is how they're going to Uh, they do say, so I'm looking it up on DJ Tech Tools. They say the integration's based on the Pulse Locker, to- Pulse Locker technology, which they purchased this year. Yep. So that answers that question. 
So that's pretty awesome. Um, Beatport, uh, obviously, seeing where the industry is going and, and catching up with, I would say, getting with the time. So I think they're probably kind of catching up at this point. Yeah. yeah I think, you know, like we said, with the algorithm, they were intelligent enough to get ahead of all that. Um, even at the time, there wasn't really a cry for it, I don't think, either. You know, they, you know So I think that was kind of a... A huge innovation that they did. You know, mm. they they were forward thinking in that respect, and now other people yeah. are trying to catch up. Um, so going back to the SoundCloud news, uh, they also are about to make DJ mixes legal, mm-hmm. quote unquote, on SoundCloud. And so let me uh, bring this up really quick. Dead silence. Just what the radio audience likes. Yes. Love it. Now, just to give some background on SoundCloud, they had a, a bit of a meltdown about a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. When they were about to shut down, which actually directly impacted this show because yes. that's where we used to host the show. That's where all our, our podcast files were hosted. Yeah. And I think it was like on a Monday or Tuesday that the announcement came out and our uh, Slack channels were just like inundated with <laughs> messages back and forth. Like, Hey, what are we going to do? Where's this? Do we have this backed up? Is it going to get streamed this week? You know, and then all this. So yeah, it was kind of scary for us from the consumer standpoint and also from the utilization aspect. And so they, they laid off a bunch of people and I think they did some restructuring and it looks like in the process of all that, they're going to survive. Hopefully. It seems like, and, and you know, it it would be an interesting twist of fate if this is how SoundCloud kind of saves itself, yeah. right? Is like it, by becoming our like cloud crate or whatever yeah. for DJs. The the one thing that concerns me about it is like, okay, how's the sound quality going to be mm-hmm. for that? Because SoundCloud adds its own compression mm-hmm. onto what is usually already compressed file mm-hmm. and stuff, and so that could be a concern. Um, but I'm I'd like to think they've thought of that, right? So maybe they'll they'll provide high quality streaming for mm-hmm. for that but um yeah they've basically they've teamed up with um a group or a company called dubset and their company that helps clear samples for mm-hmm. new productions and stuff like that so they analyze content and they identify the use of the original recordings and then they uh they use that technology to help like pay royalties and stuff. Yeah. And so they're adding this technology into SoundCloud to help with DJ mixes and make those legal and do proper attribution and all that kind of stuff, uh, which is pretty great. And they let me get back to my notes here. Um, they've also expanded SoundCloud Premiere out of private beta, which is the, uh, the thing that helps uh, SoundCloud users get money, mm-hmm. like earn money, uh, commissions and yeah. stuff for, for their music. So they, you know, they they're not slouching. They're they're really trying to. They're trying to, once they bring it back from the ashes, but they're yeah bringing it back from a flex, maybe. A, yeah, a, a low resting heart rate. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and something also that I noticed earlier is that I guess now there's the ability to put SoundCloud tracks in your Instagram. Really? Yeah, I tried to do it. I, maybe it's because I don't actually produce my own music because I was trying to see if I could figure that out. But I guess maybe if some of you guys are producers and you have your tracks on SoundCloud, uh, see if you can 
connect it to Instagram and let us know how that works out, which I think would be pretty cool. Now, one thing I do also want to talk about, actually, before I get on, get on to that, uh, this is the last episode that will be going up um, while the midnight edition of our oh. classic logo T is yes. still on sale. So if you want to get it, get it now. Go to passionatedj.com forward slash merch. Mm-hmm. That's the black shirt with our classic logo in a, like a charcoal gray. So it's a you know, real dark shirt. Yeah. And it's, I think it's Tripp's favorite. Yeah, I yeah. think it's our, our most popular logo shirt. It's mm-hmm. the one that people seem to like, but I only sell it in October. Yes. So get it now while you can. And while you're there, maybe you can pick up one of these what? sweet hoodies. Those of you watching this <laughs> video yeah. get to see it. Um, yeah, we've got Passion DJ hoodies. we got uh, you know other design T-shirts. Like we got, I've got one that says Deep Houses for Lovers. Mm-hmm. And, it has and the like Coexist one. The Coexist yeah. one where it's got the different forms of DJing mm-hmm. and it's written out in like the, the Coexist logo. So um, there's plenty of stuff for there uh, there for you guys to buy. Go check it out, passionatedj.com slash merch. They make excellent Thanksgiving presents. They do. Yeah, and you, can, you can beat the Black Friday rush. Yeah, st- st- uh, stocking I, stuffers. Yeah, <laughs> Hanukkah. Kwanzaa and I gotta it, say it, it this, fits everything yeah this hoodie so it's I like thin hoodies mm-hmm. and this one's pretty thin which I like and it's like the material is like this fuzzy like it's it's super like I'm just, I'm just like wrapped in a warm blanket <laughs> over here it's lovely it's really they're they're really high quality uh, great prints and so you guys will uh, be pretty happy with that I think um, one thing I wanted to talk about we're gonna get on to that live stream recording soon mm-hmm. but I do want to talk about um, Mojave, which is the latest OS. Yes, for those of you that are Mac users. Yeah, so the, the PC latest users, Mac OS. Yeah, just go ahead and point and laugh at us. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> so I'm I'm not going to go through and try to hit every single piece of software and tell you whether or not it's it's there yet because um, by the time this goes live, that could change, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that sort of stuff. But what I, what I will say is, as of this recording, I would recommend Serato and Tractor users do not upgrade yet. No. Um, I know with Serato specifically. Um, like for one thing when you first open the program it asks for mic access which adds an extra layer of complication it's like mm. prompting you and causing issues okay um the screensaver will turn on while serato's running and in focus Ooh, that's not, not supposed to do that no not good <laughs> um and then like there's elements of the user interface that they're just garbled or not showing up properly so like drop down boxes are are not there and hmm. stuff like that so I would recommend Serato users definitely not uh, upgrade. I also just pulled up a note from Tractor. It was from the from September 26th saying um, that they are testing it, but they would recommend not running mm-hmm. it yet. So um, I would definitely, if unless you're one of these people that's like an early adopter and likes to go for it and you're not scared to do an upgrade, I would wait to upgrade your yeah, MacBook. I'm, with most things, when it comes to technology, I'm an early adapter but except for when it comes to uh upgrading my OS. Yeah. Inevitably something will always not work correctly. I think I learned this the hard way when I got my first uh swing with Tractor when I got back into digital DJing. And I was like, "Oh, there's a new version of Windows. Let me download that." And I went to go <laughs> DJ uh later on that week and I was like, "Why is everything all hosed up?" So, yeah, I my kind of rule of thumb is like 30 to 45 days. And I'll search the forums, uh, hit my friends up, and maybe that's something we can uh, task out in the community page. For those of you that are Mac users, uh, let us know who the first one that's going to sw- take a jump in that pool because um, it won't be me. So, you know, <laughs> usually, like I'm, 
I'm actually kind of not afraid of uh, doing that stuff. Like I, I grew up in as an IT guy. Like mm-hmm. I was just born into being a computer geek. So yeah. like I, I don't mind throwing myself under the bus with that stuff. But what scares me more to do it now is now I rely on it to do like video editing for the show mm-hmm. and DJing mm-hmm. and you know what I mean. So it's like there's so many moving parts that I'm like. Okay, I'm going to wait till I'm like ahead a few episodes mm-hmm. and you know like I don't have any gigs coming up yeah. and just in case, you know, some shit goes down. But yeah. the nice thing about using the Mac is obviously time machine. If mm-hmm. you maintain a time machine backup, you can usually hit that oh shit button. Yeah, if, if it which goes I've awry. had to do. <laughs> um, one other thing that's pretty interesting is the um, so there's this company called Proton, Proton Music. Mm-hmm. They started as a a label well they started as i can't remember what they started as but then they became a label then they became like a artist management service and they they t- kind of turned growing. into this big yep. brand um fun fact i actually have a release on a proton sub label very nice uh, you'll very never nice. find it it's under a pseudonym it's not very good came out in 2009 <laughs> but it does exist <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, they had Proton Music, and then they had a whole bunch of sub-labels under that that were run by independent label owners. But mm-hmm. anyhow, um, the owner is actually working with Spotify to help uh, put DJ mixes on Spotify. And not just, I mean, there are some DJ mixes on Spotify now, but it's like their releases. They'd be like, okay. you know, like John Digweed yeah. releases, stuff like that. Whereas um, not like me at therapy on cafe. Right, right, right. So they, yeah, they're working on doing that. And what basically what they're doing is they're not only are they going to make it legal to put DJ mixes up, but they're actually going to help everybody get paid, get paid in the process, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, so I actually have a, um, a medium.com article up here. It's from a few days ago and it's by the, the CEO. It's Jason Wolf. I've never been sure how to pronounce his name. Wolf's daughter. We'll go with that. Yeah. Um, introducing DJ mixes on Spotify and Apple Music. And they say, uh, music labels powered by Proton can now upload DJ mixes to Spotify and Apple Music where they can be properly monetized in front of 100 million paying subscribers. There are four key points to Proton's implementation. One, each DJ or each listen to the DJ mix generates a full monetized play for every song in the DJ mix. Hmm. Two, for each song in the DJ mix, the featured artist and music labels will earn the same money as a play of the unmixed song okay. from the original release. Three, for the first for the first time, DJs also get paid, which is pretty interesting. So yeah. uh, their earnings will come from Proton's share as a distributor without lowering the label or artist's share. Interesting. Yeah, so they basically, since Spotify doesn't really provide an ability to, ability to do that, mm-hmm. Proton's like, okay, we'll handle that, and we'll be like a, a escrow or a, yeah, an okay. intermediary yeah. <laughs> to pass that uh, the funds along. And then four, listeners get an enhanced track list experience so they can see exactly what song and artist they're listening to, helping the artist played by a DJ get the recognition they deserve. I imagine that's kind of inspired by like Mixcloud, the way that yeah. you know it you pops up the track, the track list that's playing in the mix. That's something I've always liked about Mixcloud is yeah. that I can see, well, provided whoever uploaded it, yeah. took the time to do that, which isn't very difficult. It does some detection, too, yeah. so it'll pick Absolutely. up a lot of them. But, but I mean, some li- mixes that I've listened to, not everybody does that, but I actually do it with intention because I know I enjoy when I'm able to go 
Jack a track from somebody from a mix that I've listened to. <laughs> yeah, I've done that to Tom Reed. I've actually told him I've done it. So, <laughs> <laughs> you have any new, newer, newish mixes up no, on Mixcloud or anywhere? Been too damn busy. Yeah. Um, last one I have is maybe like three or four months old, but that was the one where I said I felt pretty good about it because that was the like. Unlike you, I'm a I prep and prep and prep and prep and prep. Yeah. But uh, something happened and. John needed someone to come play and I was like oh well I downloaded some new tracks let me just do this hey. and then it just <laughs> I was like really I felt good that night that was the night yeah. it was just me and one dude and I just kept feeding him and feeding him and feeding him <laughs> and he was loving it and awesome. I just kept I just kept going and I think <laughs> you know because I didn't have any pressure on myself and there was not a huge crowd uh, it just it, it just came out nice that night so yeah, so that's great, man. I think this is this is pretty cool that uh, that Jason here from Proton is mm-hmm. is taking the initiative to like, hey, there's a problem with this market segment. Let's work on this because yeah. that's been a thing for a long time. You know how do how do DJs get paid? Let alone how do DJs put the stuff online without getting it taken down? But I think one thing he's doing here is it sounds like he's not worried about paying himself which usually is the case when it comes to things like that. You know, I'm not going to take this out of my it, pocket. At least not unreasonably. I yeah. mean, it, you know, split to the label, split to the artist mm-hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, it, it, from what I read, it doesn't sound greedy. No, not at all. Well, I mean, it sounds quite generous because what, he doesn't have any reason to give people money. Yeah. You know, as a DJ, you know, when I do the club stuff, I'm playing other people's music. I'm not playing my own music. I don't produce music. You know, but still to, for someone to reward you for taking the time to put something together... Yeah, and uh, giving you some you know, a little bit of juice because people like what you did—that's pretty cool. Absolutely, man. And uh, that's pretty much all I had uh, leading up to the Tractor Pro live stream. Mm-hmm. Though I do want to remind our audience about Patreon. Yes, you can sign up to be a supporter of Passionate DJ at Patreon.com/slash/PassionateDJ, and you will get access to monthly bonus episodes of the Passionate DJ podcast. It's actually a second show we call After Party. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got stuff that you won't get in the regular show. Yeah, deleted scenes and, and the extra recording. Yeah, stuff recordings. that we record intentionally just for those folks that uh, yeah. support us. Special segments, yeah. uh, stuff we can't put directly on YouTube because it'll get taken down. Mm-hmm. That's a little secret. <laughs> uh, you know, stuff allegedly, like that. allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, go head on over to pa- uh, patreon.com slash passionate DJ. We would love to have your support. Yes. We need your support yes. to keep producing this awesome content for you. So we would appreciate it. And uh, let's get on to this live stream. What yep. do you say? Let's do it. All right, friends. What's going on? This is a live stream of uh, basically what I'm calling an unboxing of the new Tractor Pro 3 software. Um, I have yet to touch this at all, literally. The only thing I've done is to put, uh, to install Native Access, which is uh, Native Instruments' self-contained app that kind of runs all their updates and, and uh, software downloads. Put in, uh, paid for the upgrade because I am a Tractor Scratch user already. So it cost $49. I went ahead and ran the update. I installed it. And now we're up and running, and that's literally the only thing that I've done uh, it, other than just make sure that it comes up on the screen. Um, and it did ask if it wanted to import my old collection and settings and all that stuff. So I went ahead and said yes, and then went through and zip, 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 just real quick, kind of imported all my music and all that stuff. Um, but I haven't even listened to it yet. We're going to find out um, what's going on with this new Tractor software. Um, if there is anything that you guys want me to test... Um, just let me know, post it up in the comments, and then give me a moment to actually see it. 
and uh, you know I'll test anything that I can here. But this is uh, totally unplanned. This is just me, you know, turning on the camera, going live, and seeing what we come up with. So I did want to make sure that the DVS stuff worked okay because uh, that is now the tractor scratch thing is now built into the full Tractor Pro suite. So you don't actually need a separate program or license for that. So I wanted to make sure that that works because I do use the DVS, I do use timecode, and I have an old Mark II control vinyl here, and it is supposed to still work. So uh, let's see. I'm going. To, it did pull up all of my playlists and everything there, so that's good. Um, let's go ahead and see if it wants to load a track. So if I push the browse knob, nothing is happening. So I think it thinks it's playing. So if I twist it it works but I don't see the browse on my screen which is interesting that should show me a list there so maybe I need to do a firmware update or something like that uh, but let's see if we can actually load a track we'll try this one it does come up but there's nothing on my screen how interesting let's see if it actually plays no okay Let's see, are we in timecode mode? All right, so we're already in trouble. So let's see if we can fix this or else this will be the shortest live stream in passionate DJ history. <laughs> Audio, so it detects the control S8. Timecode setup, so it does see my timecode. It's picking that up, but it's just not coming through the program. So being the nerdy IT guy I am, I'm going to do what they always tell you to do and just turn it off and turn it back on again before we get too crazy. Test, test. Okay, hopefully you guys can hear me. I'm routing my mic audio through the tractor software, so you lost me for a second there. Okay, now we've got stuff on the screen. So it just must have been feeling silly there. No big deal. We'll give it another try here. Do we have signal? Yes, we do. Okay, hopefully you're able to hear that. I think we're skipping here. I hope you're able to hear that okay. So we're playing. Track's going along. It responds to movement on the record, so that's good. Go ahead and give you guys a little bit of a close-up of the screen there seems like it's basically doing what it's supposed to do um, so I've got my pitch adjustment locked in in the middle there and it's holding pretty steady at 119 BPM probably as steady as this old Technics turntable is so good so that works let's do something strictly digital here I'm going to check and see if there's any comments or questions really quick before we move on. Okay, thank you, Isis. You can hear it. Great. Mark asks if I'm on Mojave. No, I'm not. I'm still running um, High Sierra on this machine. Uh, we're just not trying to show off or anything, so I'm going to go ahead and hit that old blasted sync button. bring this gain down so I don't blast you.
All right. So far, so good. Two tracks playing at the same time. That's what you want DJ Software to do, right? I'm going to let this get into the track a little bit, and then I'm going to see if the what the filters sound like. I don't know if we've done anything new with the filter, if Native Instruments has done anything new with the filters. Let's see what's on the What's New page from Tractor. So they say a new kind of sound. One second. A new kind of sound from small systems to big festival rigs. We've made changes that will help you sound great. So let's see. They mentioned new Elastic 3 time stretching. That would be a good thing to test. So what we could do then is turn on, I love this track. We could turn on, um, what do you call it, key lock. And then we could like take the tempo to one extreme or the other and see if it sounds crazy. Let's try that. Let's see, so key lock's already on. Zoom here. Key lock is already on, and I'm just going to go over here and drag the tempo down. Hold on one second. It's trying to sync. Okay. All right, so we're at minus 10%. I'm going to turn it up a little bit for you guys, and you can see what that sounds like at minus 10. really does sound pretty good. Should we take it to further extremes? What do you guys think? This will probably let me go wide and do like a 100%. Let's see. I haven't even looked at the options panel yet. Oh, it's over here. Let's see. Yeah, that's playing pretty slow for this track, and it doesn't sound so... You know, when you have tracks that you slow way down, they start getting that... Um, it sounds stretched out in that you can hear all the almost the blank space in the middle, where it sounds kind of gritty. It's like... It just kind of gets like echoey and weird, and I don't really hear any of that, which is kind of nice. But we're only at minus 10, too, so... Let's see, what do we got here? Decks. So I'm looking at the control panel now, and it looks pretty much like what you expect from Tractor, the classic Tractor. Everything uh, is kind of laid out in the same way, audio setup, output routing, input routing, etc. So everything's kind of already where I expect it to be, which is helpful. And so let's look at, what am I looking for? Not decks layout. Track decks, track BPM, blah, blah, blah. Transport current tempo range. Set tempo range to 100%. Okay, there we go. Let's get silly. Mark says those extremes are what's really going to push it. Yeah, let's give it a whack. So this might jump up in tempo when I grab it here, but okay. So even though key lock is on, 
you'll notice that the pitch changed there. And I think it, there's like a certain threshold at which I think it gives up, it seems like, because it, it was in key for a second and then it went out. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if, that's, if I can duplicate that. Here's the normal tempo. We'll slow it down. Okay, there the pitch hasn't changed yet. We're still in the same key, and we're at 140, 104 BPM, so this is about minus 13%. Let's keep kicking it down. Minus 16. There's minus 23. You're starting to hear the artifacting a little bit. I'll shut up for a second. All right, let's keep going with it. That's minus 23. There's minus 27, 30. We'll listen to 30 for a second. I've got to say it's pretty good. I've heard things pitched down to extremes like 30%, minus 30 before, and it doesn't sound that good. I mean, you can tell that something's happening now if you're really listening, but um, it, it doesn't sound like garbage like you would expect. They've actually done a really good job at this. Like this still sounds like a kick and a snare, right? Let's keep bringing it down. Oh, okay, so now our pitch changed, see? So let's figure out where that happens. Interesting. So right around 32, 33, it, it gives up on the pitch correctness and it starts changing. But let's see how it sounds anyway. playing about literally half speed there so <laughs> I'd say that's uh, that's pretty good that's definitely improved I've, I've always thought tractors key lock was pretty good it's it's time stretching but this is definitely improved I can tell the difference let's see what else do we want to look at let's check the what's new there's new mixer effects we could look into that let's see choose from eight new mixer effects and three filters and assign them to a dedicated slot so I'm using the Control S8, and I'm not sure exactly stock how you install. Like I said, I did absolutely no research. I kind of did that on purpose. Like I like discovering this stuff at the same time as you guys do. Um, so let's see. How do we get the? I guess if I don't know how to get the S8 to do it, I can just do it in the software. So they show. Where do they show it? That's probably these right here. I'll zoom in for you. So we've got. Uh, under the traditional gain knobs up here, we now have 
what says filter, but if you notice, there's a drop-down. I don't know if you can see it in the camera, but there's a drop-down box. So if I select that, you have filter, reverb, dual delay, noise, and time gator. And I think that what this is meant to do is kind of be the same thing as, I don't have it over here, but on the Pioneer mixer, you have the, the sound color effects, where it's kind of like one knob effects. I'm assuming it's replacing this filter knob. That's, yeah, okay, so if I wiggle the filter knob, it changes that. So it's basically replacing the dedicated filter knob on the Control S8 with uh, the sound color effects like you would find on a Pioneer mixer. It would be like a single turn kind of thing. Let's pull up another track real quick, just for some variety. Okay, so what do we want to try effects-wise? Let's start with the filter. May as well, right? I'm, because that's what I'm going to use the most as a DJ. Um, I'm, I've talked about this on the, on the podcast and stuff quite a bit before. I don't do a whole lot of effecty, crazy, wacky stuff. I d occasionally do, but I, I use it more like tools. I like to do little builds and stuff. But for the most part, filters are where it's at for me. So let's see. And I don't know if it's kept my original settings because historically Tractor has different EQ and filter models for uh, so it can say emulate the zone filters which is my favorite because they're nice and quiet and subtle uh, so I'm assuming if it still has that it's pulled my settings in let's get let's skip to a more busy part of the song here all right we can hear what the filters sound like here so what I'm gonna do is turn the filter on and then I'm going to do a really slow uh, high pass sweep and low pass sweep and then I'll do a I'll do a fast one first and then a slow one so here's a quick one okay so it's not too squelchy you can hear it kind of in that there's a certain range where you can hear the the wah 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 sound right in there right in there they sound great though I complain about this all the time I hate pioneer filters I just do like the sound color effects ones they're like whoosh, they just have that really harsh like noise resonant noise and uh, I don't really like that so I like the way those sound for sure let's check those settings and see if we still got different EQ and filter models uh, probably under mixer Yes, exactly. So we've got the same thing that we've had before. We've got the ladder filter type, the zone filter type, and the Z. So let's change it to the zone, see if that sounds any different. Yeah, so he, you can tell this is the zone because it doesn't have any of that squelchiness to it. Listen real close. I'll rewind here a little bit. Listen how it just disappears. Just beautiful. You can get away with anything with filters that sound like that. We'll go ahead and do a low pass here too.
See, it sounds like the track was designed that way. Perfect. I know they're not real zone filters, but they do what I want them to do. I, I guess I should do full kill here. This is what it, it does full kill. If you turn it all the way to the left, the sound's gone. I still hear it a little bit on the high end, but... Okay, I guess it's not full kill. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but in my headphones, it's real quiet. There's still a bass line there. But not quite full kill. Thank and you, O Lord, for the white blind light. Thank you, O Lord, for the white blind light. A city rises from the sea. I lost my settings panel. I had a splitting Come on. From which the Quit fighting me. There we go. Okay, so let's try the Z filter type. Also really subtle. They're all kind of that way. I think I think the reason is because they have the actual like in the filter effects or the 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 effects slots. They have filters there that are configurable. So these other knobs, assuming this works the way Classic Tractor does, the the other knobs here you can adjust that resonance and and stuff. Or you might have heard it referred to as Q. That's where that squelchy sound comes from. So you can dial that in. But um, as a mixing tool, those all sound really good. Um, let's see. Let's look at the Native Instruments site. You can hop, skip, and land on beat. It's not just effects that can power up your performance. Hold in the new reverse button to play a deck backwards. Because it works with flux mode, letting go will mean you jump to where you would have been had you done nothing at all. Okay, right? In perfect sync. Cool, so you can do reverse, you can scratch it, you can skip around. Made for DVS. So one thing that they really talk about um, also is just the, U the UI design. And honestly, it's not terribly different. Um, it has the you know flat design, modern flat design cues like you expect from a modern uh, interface, where you know you don't have a lot of beveled edges or shadows or anything. Everything is kind of like looks like a dark Windows 10, right? <laughs> um, it looks really clean. Looks really nice. It's supposed to be uh, enhanced for uh, live performance and. Uh, situations uh, blah 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 they talk about you know why they did, made the changes they did these are not the standard colors that you would see on the waveform um, I've changed those so let's go ahead and change them because I know some of you will probably want to see uh, what it looks like with the uh, full color waveforms because you can better uh, see some of the transients and the, the loud parts in here so let's see that's gonna be under uh, thanks, Modingo. He said, nice headset. Yeah, this is the first time I'm trying out our new headsets. Um, I haven't dialed them in or tweaked them or anything, so I just plugged it in and started using it. So I ordered a few, and Mo ordered a few as well for his show. So, yeah, this is, a, this is kind of a double unboxing test for me. Let me know in the comments, uh, everybody, if there's anything you want me to test or look at or try. Oh, here we go. Dex layout under miscellaneous geez okay so it's on infrared now ultraviolet that's infrared is what I had it on x-ray and spectrum 
So Spectrum's probably what everybody's used to. That's kind of the Serato-style colored waveforms. So you'll notice the high parts, you know, are different color than the parts with the heavy transients and kicks here. <laughs> Mo wants me to test the Spotify integration. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? That's the interesting thing, though. You know, I've, I've been talking a little bit on the show about wondering what's going on with streaming music and DJing, because I know a lot of people are playing with it, and Algorithm has kind of been leading the charge on that with their Spotify integration. But other places have tested other things like uh, you know, Pulse Locker and you know, Cloudy solutions like that. Um, and Tractor didn't really have one yet, but they just announced that they're going to be doing uh, SoundCloud. And a couple of places are doing, uh, all the big software packages are doing spot, uh, SoundCloud integration, except for uh, Recordbox so far. Um, and Serato's even doing Tidal now, which is interesting. It's a whole different place to look for music. So, um, there's oops, I forgot to turn my heater off. Sorry about the noise, guys. Um, yeah, there's, uh, I think the industry knows that this needs to change because who actually buys music anymore? Probably just DJs, just because we kind of have to to do what we like to do, you know? Uh, so, it's kind of interesting to see all of a sudden everybody's doing SoundCloud integration and, and Tidal and, and Spotify, and, we, you know, we've seen a few of these, and... It, I was just, you know, commenting to Mo earlier in a text message. It'd be interesting if SoundCloud manages to finally come into its own and save itself by becoming everybody's kind of cloud record crate. It'd be an interesting niche for them to fill. Charles says, to be honest, I'll be opting my entire library out of streaming, meaning you're just not going to use it. Um, what do you mean by that? You know, I, I get it. Um, to me, it's going to depend on how good the actual integration is. Um, I mean, if I can play with confidence, you know, if I can play offline mode, you know, if it doesn't ever have to call home in the middle of a gig at any point or download anything or stream anything on the fly, then I think I'm, I'm okay with using it um, because then if you think about it, you're just kind of adding the ability to, I don't know, take requests or, or pull something up random or whatever, but everything else would still kind of be the same if you would, you know, like right now I have a Spotify account, Spotify Premium, and I sync a lot of music to my phone or to my iPads or, or whatever, depending on where I use them, so that they don't have to pull from data all the time. And if you know, if you can do that and everything works just as good as it does in as a digital file, I, I'm kind of okay with it because it's it's just weird because it's the only place that I don't actually use streaming is with DJing. But I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on that, Charles. I don't think that's being done with considerate respect to the artist. Uh, understand. I have no uh, retort against that one. <laughs> track going I'm sure for the end user it's great I'm not okay with the current way that it works for the artist yeah I hear you ma'am it's uh, it's a tricky thing to navigate the, the streaming and digital and, and copyright and everything I mean, this is a struggle that we've been dealing with since you know the early 2000s 
and the uh, the industry just keeps trying to figure it out how to pay the artist how to properly uh, give credit and attribution and all that kind of stuff I'm sure I'm just preaching to the choir at this point I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to test here I guess we could do remix decks make sure that's all working okay let me see how can I get to a re so everything on the S8 looks how I remember they haven't really changed the interface or anything there um, thankfully I, you wouldn't really want them to suddenly do that uh, here's a remix set right here sync it up What am I missing here? So I've... I see it playing, but I don't hear it playing. So I've got my faders up on the remix decks. I've got my fader up on the remix decks channel. Oh, but it's... Let's see. It doesn't... It doesn't show up on the screen. Oh, it's loaded it up. I loaded it in deck A. Jeez. Well, that's good enough. We can do that too. Okay, now it's working. So that clap is a remix deck. All right. Change it up here. doing what it does. Let's try out some of these other effects. Let's see what else is there on these new mixer effects. So there's a reverb. Let's give that one a whack. I'm going to kill the other tracks so you can hear just the reverbed one. Just a little bit of reverb. Uh, it's just a little bit of, of knob rotation, I mean. I'm at like 1 o'clock or 1.30 here. I'm going to crank it up a little more. Sounds nice. Really good. What else we got? Dual delay. I do not even know what that means. I assume it's going to have two echoes in it, but let's find out. That was interesting. So we dropped audio for a second. Let me know if you guys can still hear me. I think you can. So let's try dual delay again. Oh, cool. 
That's interesting. I, I like it because the, so far they're not super crazy. I like that everything is like it, it gives you the option to, to ease into it, whereas Pioneer just likes to slam shit in. It's just annoying to me. And we've got a noise. That's another one that comes in very suddenly on a Pioneer mixer, so we'll try that. Oh, yeah, it comes in pretty hard. This is as, as little as I can move the knob. Yeah, that's a little much for me. And I think I, I'm going to test this last effect. And then without really digging in anymore, that's probably good for an unboxing. So let's see. This is the Time Gator. Oh, that's nice. So this is full bore right here. Grab a loop there, and we're just, look, ready-made techno. All set. Now we can be button pushers and knob twisters all we want. Cool. So far, so good, other than that one weird little glitch that we had where the audio dropped. Um, I don't know if, I want, if I'm ready to blame Native, Native Instruments for that or not. That could be very well something that I've got going on over here. I mean, I didn't so much as reboot my computer before posting this or anything, so I just, you know, slapped everything together and started going. So I'm not going to be too judgmental of that little hiccup quite yet. Um, I'm going to spend some more time with this and, and play it, you know, a couple of like hour long sets, make sure that it actually holds up. Um, and it might be, you know, maybe they want me to upgrade to Mojave. I haven't even done that on my Mac yet. So we'll, we'll give it a try, see what it sounds like, make sure that I can kind of stress test it before I trust it taking it out anywhere or playing on a live stream uh, other than an unboxing. So... Um, I think that pretty much is going to cover at least the initial basics. Uh, remix decks work, as far as I can tell. The looping's working. Everything's playing. Sound comes through. And the new uh, time stretching sounds great. New onboard effects really sound pretty great. Um, I'm pretty happy with that. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed. Let me know in the comments if there's uh, any other things that you would like to know about the new tractor or anything that you've discovered. I would love to hear it. Thank you, guys. Peace. All right, everybody, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Passionate DJ Podcast. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for hanging out. Yep. Well, thanks for being here, buddy. Glad to be here. We'll see you next time. Peace. Later. You check your cookies. Check your cookies. <laughs> Control, delete. Check TCP IP settings. I'm just recording an outro real quick. <laughs>